welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 19 of the Go For Two podcast. I am your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy, my friend, my pal, Lucas here with me. Lucas, how are you today, sir? Fantastic. It is It is my birthday, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibes. Yes, man. Yes. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Lucas. Happy birthday, Thank sir. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same pie without you. If it wasn't my birthday, I'd be real sad. Cause let me tell you, like, so me and Dad went to the game. We do this thing uh, where we take this little shuttle, this little shuttle bus deal. It drops you off right at the stadium. You park yeah. away. It's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Cheaper to do that. Safe. Cause the Titans run it. Um. Mm. Excuse me. Anyways, we were in line to get back on one of the little buses. Yeah. to the parking lot and I'm just sitting here like and dad's trying to talk to me he's over here like trying to talk to me <laughs> and he started singing some song and he goes and Lucas is all messed up because the Titans <laughs> we still suck <laughs> and I was like ah. sad Damn. I, was, I was really really upset really upset but it's okay it's okay Yo, I heard everyone was tailgating that the stadium was like, not like on fire, but it was like loud and rowdy, and everybody was there, and everybody was hyper for that game. I was hyped up going for that so, game because my entire Twitter feed was, "Tighten up, change your Twitter profile picture to blue, blue out, let's my, go." That's probably that's probably my fault. I'm sorry about that. No, it was good, bro. Everything Titan I seen on Twitter, I was like, 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 retweet, retweet, like, like, like Yeah, like, then like. I got Bustin' with the Boys follows, Lego by Echo follows, like, <laughs> all these people were tweeting stuff. It was great. Yeah, um, most fans I've seen in a game this year, and something that, like, really upsets me is the coaches and some of the players, like, asked for fans to come out to this game. They're like, we're going to need you. And, like, of course, people showed up because we're all hyped up. Like, yeah. Tannehill's 7-1, and one, you know, and and we're, like, super excited. Or 6-1, and one, whatever he was. Yeah, 6-1, six six and one, one, I think. I think, so, I, I think he was 7-1. and one. Oh, okay. I think he was 7-1. and one. Either way, we were on a five-game win streak, and everyone's excited. We got, like, the most explosive offense since Tannehill took over. And I get there, and it's packed, and there's a lot of energy packed by our standards. Like, it wasn't sold out right um and then like it's the classic anytime the titans get any real national attention or any real faith from their fans they just kind of let you down oh well that's not a great birthday present but i'll tell you what is a well my attempt at a good birthday present okay so lucas normally kind of pretty much kind of hosts the show i guess pretty much and he he comes up with all the topics and the take it or leave it and everything, and has it all laid out and nice and neat and outlined, ready for us as soon as we're, we're getting on to do this pod. But guess what? Mr. Lucas has been on a little birthday trip lately. So I took it upon myself and put it in my hands. I said, Lucas, I got you this week, dog. I came up with some different topics. I threw him some different ideas. Okay? I gave him the different games that we're going to do. We're going to pick it out for later, do our game picks. And this week, I did take it or leave it for Lucas. We're doing a little, little, little flip-flop, a little crisscross. So if the this episode week. is bad, it's Jackson's fault. That's what he's trying to say. Basically, if it is bad, it's my fault, and you can tweet at me and tell me that Although, I'm terrible and just give it back to Lucas. If it's the best episode and y'all don't want me to make them anymore, right? You just you tell Mr. Jackson, and he'll do them from now on, and my life will be easier. Y'all just let me know. It's also a – we had some technical difficulties last week, um, and we had some finals going on, and I got sick. I got the flu 
last week, and so unfortunately we weren't able to upload that episode. We were having some issues with it, but I did lock it away in the in the lost episodes tab. So now we have that for a rainy day. If you guys I'm actually I'm blaming I'm blaming Jackson on this because he wanted to record it early, and it's good we did it early because he got sick, and I was super busy with finals, but. Uh, he wanted to do it early, and so since we did it early on Monday instead of doing it on Tuesday night like we usually do, I literally completely forgot. I text this man like... It's definitely my fault, too. I text this man like Saturday, and I was like, bro, the podcast ain't out. <laughs> yeah, and I was... I was, And I, I couldn't get out of bed, and it was just a catastrophe anyway. So we're, we're going to chalk up an L for last week. We'll, we'll, t- we'll okay. take that one. It was... It was a good episode. If you like to hear me just make crazy things, like say some crazy stuff, I was hey. delusional. I'm glad it's not out. Lucas was like, because this is this is pre before the Titans had lost against the Texans, so Lucas was geared up and ready for that podcast. Man, he came in with stats and information and spreadsheets, and this dude had it all. Okay, <laughs> I came in great. with dreams of the Super Bowl. You know, and those are still possible. Crushed. Those are still possible. You know who's. Um, Dreams are definitely crushed the Super Bowl. That would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Little breaking news from the pod here today, guys. Uh, Tom Coughlin, the vice president of uh, football operations at the Jacksonville Jaguars, has been relieved of his duties effective immediately. I'm glad he was garbage. Yeah. So, ex Giants head coach for several years, then turned into Jaguars defensive coordinator, and then eventually the VP of operations and anyway now he is he, he was their head coach though also right i think he was for like a year yeah, or two no like now wasn't he no it was it wasn't was uh it was, a, it was a doug marone wasn't it or is it still doug marone uh, he was it, a defensive coordinator matter. i remember he was that at one point right right i know i know he's there i don't care enough about the jacksonville jaguars i should but i know that every year when people play them they're gonna choke they're not good they have a locker room problem that's because their coaching and staff is terrible because they don't bring in the right people they don't teach the right things they're bad and they'll always be bad because jacksville jaguars is one of those franchises that is always going to be bad you heard it here first there you go anyway so like sorry no you're good i just thought i was like okay well we Pass on over the Jaguars because they don't even deserve our attention yeah, on the airwaves. Bad, so we're not going to talk about him. You know, you, you know who's a bad man that who's deserves that? some recognition though. Ooh, Drew Brees. Ooh, Drew Brees, baby. By the way, played him. I had him in my fantasy lineup this week. Thank God I did. Okay, because Drew Brees set the record for most passing touchdowns ever by a single quarterback throughout his career. He's at 541 right now. He passed. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning on the same night to come away with the record, Mr. Lucas. Unless you count postseason, but we're not going to talk about that. No, we're, we're not. not. We're not. We're, real quick, I do want to say I don't want. I don't want to get into the debate of who's better at their age, uh, like Tom Brady or Drew Brees. Like I've seen this on first take and all this stuff. It is factual, scientific fact that Tom Brady is the goat, and that's just how it is. But Drew Brees he is, is a goat. Oh, yeah, Drew Brees. And he ranks, I think he ranks among an all-time great, and that's actually our first topic where we're, where we're starting off here with today, Lucas. Where, and I'm going to ask you this question. Where does Drew Brees fall among the all-time great rankings? Do you have him in your top ten? Is he in your top five? Is he higher than that? So where, like, where do you have him? So, for me personally, um, you can still hear me, right? Yeah, I hear you. You're fine. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. Something went wrong <coughs> with my thing, and it's been a little weird. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, me personally, I think that Tom Brady is my number one. All time. I think so. I and think then so. number number two for me, I gotta go Peyton Manning. The sheriff, man. And then number three, I've got to put Drew Brees. Honestly, like I know they're all three. Like recently, like I'm not throwing any any old greats in there. No, Joe uh, Montana, Frank Tarkenton, uh, Jim Kelly. Although I don't really don't think he blogs on that list. Steve Young, Troy Aikman, uh, yeah. you like know, all the, Brett Favre. I, I don't think Troy Aikman was ever that amazing, but he. I think he's in my top ten of all time greats. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't he's think not he top five. No. Um, He's not top five. But yeah, top I think top three I've definitely gotta go with with those three. So I think I think Drew Brees has to be my third. He has to be Okay. My third. I think that's I, fair. I love his story though. Oh, he, an incredible story. He started his career in San Diego, which was the Chargers at the time, which I, I still call them the San Diego Chargers. Just I'm, I'm just going to keep calling them the San Diego Chargers. I know they're L.A. I know they're an, an L.A. team right now, but I really don't care. I, they, I, when, I started, came, when I came into football and started kind of getting into it, they were the San Diego team, and they're just going to be the San Diego team. They'll I know. I'm, the, I'm that old guy on the porch, right, with a little BB gun shooting at the squirrels trying to keep them off of my hummingbird nest. I get that. But it, 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 that's the kind of narrative that I'm throwing out here, but that's what's going to be. Okay. So the San Diego team. Started in San Diego. Then he went to Miami for a brief time. Uh, just a little, short little stint there. I don't even think he even played a game there. And then he came into New Orleans, and nobody else wanted him. San Diego drafted Philip Rivers. They decided to go with Rivers over Habriz. By the way, colossal mistake if you go back and look at it. Hindsight 2020, of course. Breeze with a bump shoulder. They're going to go with the young kid. I get it, but you could have had Breeze and LT on the same team. I'll just leave that there. Well, um, the, Saints, the Saints didn't. So from, from what I understand, the story is that so Sean Payton and – Drew Brees came to the Saints in the same year, correct? Yes. Saints so, were the joke of the – they were the Browns of the age. Nobody so wanted Sean to play Payton, for them. Sean Payton did not want the job because Drew Brees was coming to be the quarterback is, yeah. is what I hear. But he got turned down at another place. He didn't get the job where he wanted to go. I think it was Dallas because he was an offensive was coordinator. He was an offensive coordinator for us, and then I think – we picked up Bill Parcells. We extended his contract instead of giving the job to Peyton. Which, <laughs> I, if you can't, if you can't see me, you're not looking at me on on YouTube. Just know, understand that I'm face palming right now to think of what well, could have been. Right. Well, I just want to say that, like, I am very happy he went to the Saints. I think that has been a beautiful relationship, and they have both helped each other. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, he goes to the Saints job, right? It's kind of like, all right, well, nobody really wants Sean Payton. Nobody really wants Drew Brees. They meet together. There's an, a natural disaster that happens, right? Hurricane Katrina. They can't play in their own stadium for an entire year. They're playing on the road the in, for the entire time. They're trying to fix it and get back. They end up coming back to New Orleans after everything had cleared and they had rebuilt the stadium and um, kind of reinvented it because it was flooded. And I remember watching that Monday night game. It was Atlanta at New Orleans for the reopening of the Superdome. And that stadium, it, it ended up, it was a close game at the start. It was back when Mike Vick was playing on the Falcons. And 
the Saints come in and they block a punt. And right after that, then it just started a steamroll effect. And the Saints ended up going out and winning and winning a bunch of games that year. And it was kind of the rebirth of the New Orleans Saints. And they've, you know, I mean, history is what now you can go back and see. But that was kind of the the spark that got them going right. again. It was beautiful. It's been beautiful to watch. Um, so back to Drew Brees. I, the, some things that I love about him is, like, I feel like he is such a consistent quarterback. He is always consistently good. Yes. And he's going to put up numbers every single year, even if they're bad. This man's going to throw for, like, 4,000 passing yards. Mm-hmm. He's going to throw 30-plus TDs. And they're going to have just a fantastic time. Yeah. So recently he set the record for all-time passing touchdowns. And actually, I have just a couple NFL records I thought I'd read off that Breeze has. He has the most games with 300 passing yards. He has the most games with 400 passing yards. He has He's the all-time leader in pass completions, the all-time leader in career passing yards, also now the all-time leader in passing touchdowns, the all-time leader in completion percentage. He was the fastest to reach 50,000 yards, 60,000 yards, and now 70,000 yards passing. He has the... He has the most seasons leading the league in passing yards with seven. And he had, and he still has this, the most consecutive season with 4,000 passing yards, 12, by the way. And then now the most consecutive seasons with 5,000 passing yards. And the list goes on and on. But he is, like as you said, been a consistently dominant elite quarterback in this league for a very long time now. And... For me, with the question of where does he rank on the all-time greats, when I think of all-time greats, I think of, of course, Tom Brady. I think of Peyton Manning. I think of uh, Joe Montana. I think of Drew Brees. And right now, and I know it sounds weird, because, and I, and I really didn't get to see Joe Montana play, so maybe I'm kind of snubbing him and, you know, haha, millennial snubs Joe Montana. That could be the highlight of this video. Cool, fine. But I, I'm with you. I feel like Drew Brees is number three, and I feel like we've had a special opportunity with this generation to watch three of the most incredible quarterbacks all at the same time Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees as the game has elevated to a faster and more uh, passing league uh, we've kind of got to see those the evolution of of those quarterbacks I, I got him at three with you and I know I'm stubbing off Joe Montana and some people well, like, are going to be upset with me about that so, but. so here's, here's my thing when it comes to sports I think the new generation always trumps the old generation in general, like as a general rule, just because people become more athletic, methods of training become better, like you are put in a better place to exceed all yeah. the time. And I think that, like, as an example, in the NBA, the athletes now are way better than the athletes in the Michael Jordan time. Like, the NBA is just, it's harder. The, all yeah. the people are better than they used to be. Um, and so I think it's the same with the NFL. Like, And also, it's such a mind game, and coaches play such a big role in the NFL that I think coaches are even smarter. Oh, for sure. Defenses have gotten harder. Offenses have gotten better. Like, it's just all – The game's more everything complex. Everything Yeah. Those little things that really didn't matter 30 years ago, like 30, 40 years ago is, all right, we're going to line up, you know, face-face, cross with each other, the strongest man's going to win, and that's that's the game. But now there's so many little nuances and you have jet motions and sweeps and, you know, looking like I, I was watching the Monday night game with Drew Brees when he set the record and they just kept talking about, and I understood this, Drew Brees is so good at looking off people and safeties with his eyes 
and looking off safeties with his shoulders and squaring his body a certain way to make the defense think he's going to throw it one way, but then he really throws it a different one. Like there's so many little things in the game that you can just tell he's studied and he understands the game at a level that I definitely won't ever ever be able to comprehend. But, uh, you know, it's just, you know, things like the players are smarter now and they have to be because the game has evolved so much. Right. And also, it's just quarterbacks get so much better with time, dude. Yes. And so I just, I feel so bad for all the teams that passed up on Mr. Breeze just because he just needed some time. And maybe it's also a case of, like, you got to be at the right place also. At the right place, at the right time, in the right system. Him and Sean Payton have gelled. Their offense works well together. And, you know, I would argue Sean Payton wouldn't be where he is without Drew Brees. And I'd argue Drew Brees probably wouldn't be where he is right now without Sean Payton. It's just kind of a, a right. match made together. Right. Same thing with Tom Brady and, and Belichick. Like, neither one yeah. of them would be as great as they are without the other one. Right. They'd each have Super Bowls. I think without each other and they would each have had great careers, but them being together is something special. Makes them. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm just trying to think, man. I just, I, I you got to put Drew Brees in the, in the third spot, right? There. Yeah. And if you're not going to put him in your third spot, I think he, if for most people listening to this, I think he definitely belongs in your top five. Hall right? of Famer. Definitely. Def, first ballot Hall easy. of Famer for sure. Easy. 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 All right. But anyway, that's enough about Mr. Breeze. Um, yeah, we talked about snubbing, right? You said something about snubbing? We did talk about snubbing. You got okay. some more snubbing? I, I, snub, I snubbed Joe Montana, and you know who else has been snubbed? The GOAT. Tom Brady has been snubbed. And I want to ask you this. Pro Bowl voting has come out. The Pro Bowl rosters have been released, okay, for the AFC and for the NFC. And one Mr. Tom Brady is not on the list, along with some other key notable players. I thought I would get your thoughts should Tom Brady be a Pro Bowl player? No. Why? I'm I'm not saying he is not good enough to be in the Pro Bowl because obviously he's the GOAT. Um, but his offense has not performed to the level of other offenses, I believe, for him to be able to come in there and be like that. I don't um, – Lamar Jackson, I'm assuming, is in the Pro Bowl. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Who is the other AFC quarterback? Ryan Tannehill is an alternate, I know. Yeah. Um, um, I'll so find that out for you. Yeah. So it's just if you're not if you're not top five in like explosiveness and offensive rank and stuff like that, like I don't I don't think you should you should be in there. Like yeah. Top five, top ten. Like they're not their offense has been very lackluster, and I know there are plenty of reasons <laughs> as to why me. that are not related to just Tom Brady. Like it's obviously not just his fault, but each player is what their side of the ball is. I feel you. Yeah, those those AFC Pro Bowl roster quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you know, all, all incredibly talented. I don't talented. like the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I, everyone thinks he is he is just the best thing since sliced bread. Well, he's definitely he the best good. Texans quarterback ever. Yes, he is good, but he is not Tom Brady. He's not like like I think he's a little overrated. Now, I play against him all the time, so I know that he's good. Like, the Titans Ooh. play against him all the time. Yeah. Like, he is very good. Let me ask you this question. If the entire NFL knew that this was Tom Brady's last year, that this was his farewell tour, do you think he would have gotten an honorable um, Pro Bowl roster spot, like send him off as, as a Pro Bowl quarterback? I or think do you people, think – I think people no? would vote him in. Yeah, people would definitely vote him in. 
Okay. Because didn't didn't Peyton make it like his last year, even though he was awful? Yeah. He, ever Everyone since they had him. that neck surgery, he just wasn't the same. And, and you know, Peyton Manning was an all-time great quarterback, and he he ended up being more of a game manager with that Broncos defense than having to throw the team on that, his back and yeah. beat him with his that arm. That last year, he was he was not that great. He was not. And Father Time is undefeated. And you know, Tom Brady has defied that for as long as possible. Um, and it's weird because Tom Brady's level was so high, and I'm as a visual representation, I'm holding my hand pretty high, but just like he's dropped down a little bit, but because he has been so high for so long, we can notice even a slight decline in his play, you know, so it makes it seem a little more evident, right? Right. And it's, it means more because he's dropped off a little bit, but also he hasn't, he hasn't had the same weapons, right? And he's not the same player to be able to elevate a roster of nobodies as he once was. Uh, he needs a little extra help now. I would have liked to seen someone like uh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, have yeah. them go in above Deshaun Watson. Well, they they made it in too, but they're on the NFC side. Oh, that's right. I'm sp- yeah, on the NFC side, it's Russell sorry, Wilson, sorry. Drew Brees, and my, Aaron Rodgers. My brain just floated It's okay. Away. Speaking of who else got snubbed, uh, Mr. Dak Prescott got snubbed, as well as Amari Cooper and Saquon Barkley. All of those players didn't make it. Do you think any of them should have been in? Which quarterbacks made it in? Uh, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers on the NFC side. And on the AFC side, it was Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Is Prescott an alternate? He should be an alternate. I believe he is, yes. Yeah. I don't think he should be in the starting. I, I don't think he got snubbed. Um, I understand how like great the passing offense for the Cowboys has been this year. Leading the league in passing. But, right. But I don't think that you've all, you're also losing games. Yeah, that's a problem. I think if the Cowboys were nine and four right now or nine and five, he might he'll probably he would probably be in. Right, it, it'd be different. Um, you said Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley did not make it. Um, He's been hurt a lot this year, so I think that's why. Yeah, it was Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Zeke, which I can understand that on the NFC side. I can oh, understand yeah. how he gets all, in. All three of those definitely deserve to be. <laughs> Uh, Nick, Ch- Nick Chubb, Derek Henry, and Mark Ingram made it for the AFC. So I can I can I can I understand like I can I get that. Yeah, so, I can't I can't see anyone else. Yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara didn't make it. Uh, he's somebody that's notable. Yeah, um, he's been hurt some too. His year hasn't been as great. Without having uh, Mark Ingram in the backfield, I think it's actually hurt him a little bit. Yeah. Um, who else kind of got snubbed a little bit? Um, Amari Cooper. But then again, you know. You're going up against – it's Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, and Chris Goodwin. I don't think Chris Godwin should have made it. I don't think so either. Godwin, excuse me. I don't. Know I feel like Cooper should Godwin. be there over Chris Godwin. He definitely should be. Over. I feel like that was a snub. That probably was I can, a snub, but, but I you, can blame, you have to blame the Cowboy who, fans. You're the Julio's most also team in, in the NFL. And also the most hated – I know you're sitting Probably. there in a, a, in a, trying, in a stance of bewilderment. Think. I'm trying to think, but yeah, like. But that just comes with the territory. The Cowboys, but you also have the you have the most fans, like. But it, the Pro Bowl, like people don't vote against the Cowboys. Right. No, you got to vote your people not, in. You're probably not getting any extra help. And that has. And that, out. Yeah, and that has to do with us winning and losing games, and we haven't been winning games. Also, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, so that's that's an issue. Okay, I just thought I would get your thoughts about on on those notable people that didn't oh. quite make it. Also, OBJ, but he's having a a worse a worse year this year with Cleveland. Yeah, that's not been good. What about uh? Do you know some defensive players that made it? Sure, sure. Um, on the NFC side, we got we got Joey Bosa, we got Calais Campbell, Cameron Hayward, uh, Vaughn Miller, T.J. Watt. Um, Stephon Gilmore made it as well. Marcus Peters, okay. Jamal Adams. Jalen Ma- Ramsey didn't make it? Matthew wait, wait, Slater. You said NFC, didn't you? That was AFC. NFC. Jalen Ramsey NFC. made it. He's on the NFC okay, team. I, yeah. get, I forgot he went. Khalil Mack, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, Cameron Jordan. Names you expect. Right. Uh, I do wish Logan Ryan from the Titans would have made it in. I felt Yo, like that Park. was a snub. He... Uh, He's been amazing. He's been, I think, one of the one of the best corners in the league this year. Um, our punter also made it, Brent Kern, who I've been on here since day one, saying that he is the best punter in the league. Yo, Brent Kern. I just um, the dad didn't make it on here. Taylor Lewan. No, Lewan didn't make it first year. Dude, that's upsetting. I don't think he could he could make it because of his suspension. Uh, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin made it. And Tyron Smith. So we had three offensive linemen, and we had Zeke. Uh, Roger Saffold made an alternate from the Titans, and I think that is terrible. I think he should be snubbed. I'm glad because he <laughs> he should not be in there. Run blocking, he's good, except for last week. The offensive line was bad. But that's just me. Uh, he's been a part of the like worst offensive line all year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel on that one. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just thought I would get your thoughts and and, and, and talk kind of about those. Uh, Jarvis Landry did make it. Do you feel like he deserved it? No. Yeah. I don't feel like he deserved it either. Um, John Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Jarvis Landry, Tyreek Hill were the wide receivers for the AFC side. I feel like Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins, yes. Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry, no. I don't think so. I don't feel like um, they should make it. I feel like A.J. Brown should have got in. You think AJ Brown should have got with the in? year he's having as a rookie rookie wide receiver? Yes. I mean, DK Metcalf he's, is a little bit ahead of him now. Or no, 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 he's beating DK Metcalf now. I think he's the leading rookie wide receiver. Yeah, um, well, I mean, he's been catching bombs and he's worked his way up to number one of the depth chart. I consider him the number one of Tennessee right now. Well, I think there's there's people saying he's going to win win a rookie of the year. I don't know if he should. Josh Jacobs, the running back with Oakland, has been very good. Yeah, that's true. Um. But he I mean, believes he, he at least belongs in the conversation, at the very least. Well, yeah. Well, who else? Uh, I'm trying to think of some other some AFC, other AFC wide, receivers? wide receivers. Um, DeAndre Hopkins definitely belonged. He oh, is so, dude, he is nasty. It is spooky. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a bad cough, guys. So if you keep hearing that in the mic, I apologize. That's the one thing that's left over for me from the flu last week is just this constant cough. Um. Cough. I feel like John yeah. Brown's been very good for the Buffalo Bills, honestly. Like, yeah. He's kind of been a very safe guy for him. I kind of feel like he's better than I'm just trying to think of different Allen. I'm just trying to think of different AFC wide receivers. Hmm. It's a hard life out here. It is a hard life, especially when you're trying to do this off the off the dome, off the head. But yeah, AJ AJ Brown definitely belongs in that conversation, I think. I think he should have been there over Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry's kind of having a meh year all the cleveland man. browns are having a may year julian edelman yeah. i'd probably put him even ahead even though i know he's not yeah. great 
No, but he's kind of been by himself and stuff. But he was hurt a little bit too, also. Like, a lot of these guys have been injured some. Yeah. That's true. I can't I can't think of anyone that should get in there over Keenan Allen, honestly. Yeah, I guess that's true. Just because, like, the AFC doesn't have, like... I mean, other than, like, OBJ, have, but OBJ doesn't have a, a year no justified. There's no Michael Thomas. Or... Yeah, there's no Michael Thomas. There's no Devontae Adams or Julio Jones. I mean, other than – I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is by far and away the best wide receiver in the AFC. And he actually so, – he might he's definitely in the conversation for best wide receiver in the league. I think he has the best catching ability in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, actually, now that I think of it, the NFC is wide receivers are – it's kind of loaded wide, with wide receivers. That's crazy. I love it. Isn't it beautiful? beautiful. Yeah, I like it to all be over there, away from me. <laughs> well, we're going to bring it right back to you right now, Mr. Lucas. Okay, it's time to start with our hometown Maybe. hero segment. Uh, would you like to start or would you like me to start? Because I can go first. I'll let you go first. Okay. Still, well, we'll, so, for the first time in like a month, guys, my hometown hero segment is going to not be one of depression. It's going to be one of upbeat possibilities and optimism. Okay. So, we won a game. We won a game. <laughs> and not You're still bad. Yes, but <laughs> it's not that we just won a game. We beat a winning team for the first time of season. I know, crazy. Week 15, it finally took us that long to do it, but by God, we did it, okay? And we beat the Rams, and we did not just beat the Rams. We beat the you-know-what out of the Rams. Okay, <clears throat> so we're going to start with some negatives. I just want to get them out of the way. Guy Forbath, this is our new kicker. You know how they say that first impressions mean a lot, Mr. Lucas? My first impression of Guy Forbeth was not one that I cared to relive. Um, his very first kick, Lucas, he kicked it out of bounds on the kickoff, and the Rams got the ball at the 40-yard line. Welcome to the Dallas Cowboys, Guy Forbeth. You just gave the Rams the best field position possible without returning the ball. Well, he had a little jitters, a little nervous, you know? All right, cut, He cut, did it cut, twice. Cut man some slack. Oh, <laughs> he did it twice. He did it twice. One at the beginning of the game and one in the third quarter. Um, so that was number one, our, our new kicker. He did make, he was three for three for field goals. So that's good. You know, when the, when the kick mattered, that's good. But, you know, there's 56 yards wide is the um, length of the field or width of the field, excuse me. So somewhere in that 56 and a half yards, you kind of got to put the ball in the air back there yeah. so mirror, mirror, mirror. <laughs> mirror, mirror. um also did you hear about a little incident at the beginning of the game my where one like, <laughs> my like i was gonna pop in when you're done i was gonna be like ah my like for the cowboys game <laughs> yes we may or may not i witnessed something i don't think i've ever witnessed and i didn't even know this was a rule so at the beginning of the game, the captains, when you do, you do something called a coin toss. It's really simple. You flip a coin, and if it's heads, it's somebody wins and gets the call. If it's tails, somebody else wins and gets the call. It's very straightforward, very simple. This is kindergarten, people. Okay, kindergarten. This is not hard. Also, you have a choice. If you win the toss, which the Cowboys did, by the way, this was our fault, completely ours. Won the toss. You get to decide. Oh, do would you like to kick the ball, or otherwise known as defer? That's the proper. English term to use in the NFL, or would you like to receive the ball? Basically, do you want the ball first, or do you want the ball second when the when the start second half? Apparently, we said neither. 
We said we'll kick it, which doesn't mean anything. You have to say defer, which means they get the ball. We didn't say defer. I don't know how many games Dak Prescott has been to, but it is well over one, especially in the NFL, <laughs> okay? And especially if you count his entire career. But he said kick. At the very end, he said defer. So by rule, because we didn't say defer, although on the tape you go back and he did say it at the very, very end, but the ref didn't hear it, the Rams then get to decide what they want for both halves. So they, of course, are going to say, yes, give me the ball first and give me the ball again because I get to choose. Like, you know, no, 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 we'll just, we'll just give them the ball just because. No, if, you're, if you get the choice, you're going to get the ball. So for the entire first half of this game, all the Cowboy fans were sitting there in bewilderment saying, wait, are you telling me that we just straight up lost the, 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 the coin toss? But no, 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 we won, but we decided to give the Rams the ball both times. And so we're sitting here thinking we're going to go into the second half with the Rams going to get the ball because they got the ball to start it. And I was sitting here like, this can't be happening. <coughs> this, excuse me. This can't be happening. This isn't possible. Like, this is kindergarten stuff. This is the easiest thing. It's a coin toss. How bad do you have to be coached? How bad do you, it's, it's the lack of communication to where you can't say if you want the ball or not. This is basic stuff, Lucas. And at the beginning of the game, first impressions, right? So I'm like, all right, we got to win this game against the Rams. Here we go. We want any chance of winning the NFC East. We got, we got to win this game, okay? Because the Eagles can't keep losing to the Dolphins kicker and punter forever. We got to keep, we got to win one of these. And I'm like, okay, so we messed up the call, so they get the ball twice, and then we kick the ball out of bounds. My expectations immediately dropped <laughs> for the game. I was so bad and upset. However, we were able to turn it around. Um, moving on from there. We start off with the bang. Witten catches his uh, touchdown. This is one of my likes. He um, catches number 72 for his career. So that's number two all-time in the franchise. We crazy had catch. yeah, crazy catch, by the way. Just straight caught that out of nowhere. Yeah, then we had... Tag. We had Zeke eating and going big in the first half. And I'll give you some numbers for Zeke here. Um, Fantasy squall. Right? <coughs> squall. Um, oh, mm. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. So, Zeke, here's what he did. He was eating. He had 24 carries for 117 yards and two touchdowns. But not just that. We had two 100-yard rushes this week. Tony Pollard ate two, especially during the second half. 12 carries for a buck 31 and a TD. My number two like, we had zero turnovers. We did not fumble the ball. We did not throw an interception. Um, we did not muff an onside kick or muff a punt or anything like that. We, we played a clean game. So that was nice and beautiful. Number three on my likes, we actually beat a team with a winning record. And even though we started off weird and slow and somehow gave the team the ball twice at the beginning of the game and kicked the ball out of bounds – and we had a couple of bad penalties that led to first downs. We came back from that, and we were able to finally win a game against a good team, which is the Los Angeles Rams. So I was I, I was happy. That's my hometown heroes, takeaways. I was finally happy. Our fate is completely in the hands of us. It all comes down to this. We beat the Eagles. We win the division. We lose against the Eagles. We need a mathematical, miracle, majestic Number by the grace of God could thing they, could equation. They not just lose the next week and y'all win. If 
if the Eagles, if we, okay, so if we lose against the Eagles, then the Eagles need to lose against the Giants, which is, you know, no easy task. And then we also have to beat the Redskins, which should be a Giffen. Should be. Should. Although we haven't been very good at the very end of years, at the end of seasons beating a um, division rival. (coughs) Or bad teams. So that could be bad. And then, <laughs> and then it gets into weird, like, okay, well, we have a win, they have a win, but we have a better division record, but they have a better strength of schedule, and they're better against NFC teams, and it just gets into a, a mathematical equation no one wants a part of. Basically, we win, we're in. We lose, and we're all but out, barring some kind of miracle. So uh, how was your team this week, Mr. Lucas? Tad. <laughs> all right. Very sad, Jackson. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry. I came in. I came in thinking we were going to be so great. So you, great. Did you have some tweets you wanted to share? I do have some tweets I want to share. I got caught up in my. Excuse me. I got caught up in my <coughs> depression for a moment. I understand. I understand. Um. At least you got to go to the game. So that's that was true. cool. Yeah, well, experience the depression with everyone else. So here's, I, I just want to give everyone a point of view, all right, a perspective to look at. One tweet reads, Ryan Suckup is now one of six this season. And the kickoff specialist that they brought in, we signed a kicker that's like 6'6", 250 or something, something stupid, right? Now To kick off because Ryan Suckup is hurt and he cannot kick far enough. He can't kick off far enough for it to make it go through the end zone. Oh, okay. <coughs> so we hired a guy to be a kickoff specialist. And he cannot get the ball in the end zone in two weeks, in the last two weeks. Ooh. That's concerning. And next thing. Dude's only job is to kick field goals, and he's one for six on the year. L-M-A-O. <laughs> <laughs> I comment for that. For real, what else does he do during practices? He kicks the ball. He kicks the ball. That's what that's that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. But then we have some more. Mm-hmm. All right. Learn me something. The Steelers. The Steelers lost. Boost the Titans' playoff odds to fifty-four percent. Hey, let's get it. Okay. All right. So <coughs> here's how it works. If the Tennessee Titans beat the Texans in week 17, not this week, this is next week, the Texans game matters, um, and the Steelers lose at either the Jets or Baltimore, then the Tennessee Titans will get the wild card spot. Okay. So I need the Steelers to lose one game, and we have to beat the Texans. For some reason, the New Orleans game doesn't count. When I look at it, it, it does count. But when I would think it would. When, when other apparently we'd lose the tiebreaker with the Steelers, then you'd lose the tiebreaker with the Steelers if so we're, you... we're tied. We're tied with the Steelers right now, but the Steelers have the tiebreaker over us. But if they lose one game, and we so if we beat the Texans, then we have the tiebreaker over them. If we lose to the Saints, beat the Texans. Oh, because you're being an AFC team, right? Okay, but. It almost it people are almost acting like we can't win 
and then win again and like I don't know people are acting but like you can because because like, it comes down to overall record first right but yeah the the tiebreaker thing is the AFC playoff win. um I got you gotta be the if Texans the Titans if the Titans beat New Orleans and Houston and then the Texans lose to Tampa Bay next week and then lose to us the week after that then we win the AFC South gotcha so we're pretty much in a win and in situation with yeah. the last with the last game at the end of the week or end of the year. Um the way the games work this week, Houston actually plays on Saturday. Yes. The Titans play Sunday. So if Houston loses Saturday, then we're gonna go in New or, or we're gonna go in that Sunday play in New Orleans like we gotta win. We're gonna practice <coughs> all week like we gotta win anyways. I mean i yeah. Because it helps you no matter what. But Apparently, if we if the if Houston wins, they lock up the division. They're automatically winning. So you just got to so, play for a wild card at that point, right? So then it's like, if the New Orleans win doesn't give you the tiebreaker, then we have to just beat the Texans so we rest people against the Saints. Okay. I don't think our team would do that. I don't think so either. Because I mean, here's the thing too: if the Steelers, if the Steelers like. Beat the Jets, right? Because they, they got to win. You guys have the same record, right? See. So it's going to be who's going to win more games. Obviously, the AFC one matters more because you want because they're going to lose to Baltimore, right? So it, it gives you the afforded loss to the Saints, but you can't afford to lose to the to the Texans. But if you win both and they lose one, you're in. Right. Or if you win both, but they win both, but you have a tiebreaker win, then you're you're in. You're in. Next tweet. The Tennessee Titans are on the verge of becoming the first NFL team since 1987 to finish a season missing more field goals than they have made. What? 1987, Jackson. You're going to become the first team since 1987 to miss more field goals than you've made? Yes. Wow. Man, do y'all need a kicker. I mean, we need a kicker, too. Our guy's kicking it out of bounds. Jeez. Okay, so update for today. The Tennessee Titans have signed kicker Greg Joseph from the Panthers practice squad. He was the kicker for the Cleveland Browns last year. Apparently, he was not bad. Okay. Um, A comment says, why not Cody Parkey? He was three for three for us this year. He was. He was actually three for four if you count the point after attempts, but they don't. Um, He missed a point after, but he made three field goals. Okay. Apparently, Parkey has some stuff that he's dealing with, and he's not playing for anyone this year. That's why Cody Parkey has not been signed to any teams, if anyone was wondering why he wasn't getting picked up. Yeah, I was wondering why we didn't pick him up, honestly. Yeah. So I just wanted, I just wanted everyone to know kind of what I'm dealing with, okay? The chances of making the playoffs are apparently 54%, but some wild stuff has to happen. But if we win the game at the end of the year, then we have a 94% chance to make the playoffs, which I don't... It's just kind of yeah. weird. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but anyways, since this is... You need the Steelers to lose a game, and you need to beat the Steelers, and to beat the Texans, and you're in. Right. Let me Basically get in my likes and dislikes. Okay. Then I want to talk about the game a little bit. <coughs> I don't care how long this podcast is. We haven't done an episode in forever, all right? Yeah, that's so true. I'm chilling. You, you people watching can get over it, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll start off with my dislikes. Number one thing, we started slow. We've always been starting slow all year. Seems like we've been starting slow. I know the feeling. Same thing with the Cowboys, Jackson. We've talked about this multiple times. Um, it seems like the Titans just 
come out and they're not the same team in the first half as they are in the second half, or even in the first quarter as they are in the second quarter. Like, against the Colts, Derrick Henry was fumbling, Tannehill threw an interception, like, just wild stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, number two thing I dislike is the run offense. Derrick Henry had 80-something yards. I know he's got a bad hammy, but this man's getting hit at the line of scrimmage because they were like, we are going to stop the run. In the first half, you could tell that they were going to stop the run. Yeah. We only threw for 200 and, like, 40 passing yards or 250, something like that. Um, <coughs> if the other team is selling out to stop the run, you should throw for 300 yards. Yeah, it says that the play action, you just go over the top. Exactly. When we did run the ball, though, it was bad. There's a couple of decent runs. But, but they were really getting, they were really committed to stopping it. On first, Yeah, on first and second down, like, we were trying to run the ball and nothing was happening. So, uh. We just couldn't capitalize off of that. Gotcha. So then we had bad run offense and a pass offense that wasn't capitalizing on what the other team was doing. So we still had bad run offense. We couldn't make them pay, you know? Yeah. Um. Number three, the defensive line. I got Deshaun Watson sitting back there like Joe Burrow against Georgia, sitting back there for 15 seconds. He's like reading he's the yellow pages. Da-da-da-da-da, trot, 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 trot. <clears throat> oh, DeAndre Hopkins from the left sideline all the way to the right. You telling me this ran this man just ran seventy yards across the field. Deshaun Watson was able to go to the left and then run all the way to the right sideline. And right before he steps out of bounds, he just throws a ball up to a wide open DeAndre Hopkins. Because did you know, Mr. Jackson? Hmm. Our second and third cornerback is out. And I believe our fourth is also. Ooh. So we are man-to-man with Trumaine Brock, I think is his name. We picked this guy up off waivers from the Colts, <coughs> okay? He is not good enough to be man-to-man on DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sad. Sad times. Um, on to the likes. The defensive line couldn't get any pressure, so... We just had no... We had no pressure. They were running all over us. It was bad. Yeah, that's that's a uh, no penetration. You can't run the ball; they can. No, he's just running around. Our cornerbacks are bad. We can't get any pressure to help them. It was bad. Defensive line, bad. Number one, like though, offensive play calling. Beautiful. I know I said that we weren't able to take advantage of the whole (coughs) selling out of the run, but he did dial up some very nice plays. Open and drive, sixty yard play, sixty yard bomb to AJ Brown. Right. Um. We did a, a t- we put Jonu Smith, our tight end, in the backfield as a halfback and tossed the ball to him, and he ran like sixty yards, or 50, 50 yards. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we had good plays. We just couldn't capitalize on things. Yeah. Uh, number two thing I like Jonu Smith. He had some good catches. He had some screens that went for some good yards. He had that big run. Um. We threw a ball that got intercepted, and Johnu Smith chased this guy 140 yards across the field. It's, Jeez. It's, that's the distance he traveled was 140 yards from one side of the field to the other um, and tackled this guy before he could score. Awesome. Loved it. Loved the hustle. Uh, and then the last thing I liked is uh, the Steelers lost. So yeah, that helps out things. The um, so I just want to – real quick, I just want to go through, like, how, how the Titans lost. So the ending score was 24-21. We open up the game. Sean Watson goes down the field, throws an interception on the one-yard line. We get the ball, throw a 60-yard bomb 
get all the way down there. We get in a field goal position. The offense stalls, so we come out to kick a field goal. We miss. Ooh. It gets blocked. Why does it get blocked? <clears throat> Our kicker kicks the ball low, and also the line got like a two-yard push that they allowed. They allowed like two yards. That's not good. No, it's not good at all. So it's a low kick, plus the defensive line got close enough they could put their hands up and stuff. Um, but honestly, it probably would have pinged off someone's head if the dude wouldn't put his hands up. So That's bad. <laughs> That's really, really bad. Bad overall. Um, so that happens. Should the Titans just be going for it more on fourth down to fourth down territory? Instead of, kick, instead of Look, kicking? Okay. I was just going to ask like, if it's that right. bad, because I think it's that bad for us. So then we stop them, whatever. We drop all the way down the field. We get inside the five-yard line. Offensive play caller, Arthur Smith, dials up a beautiful slant with our tight end, runs a quick little in route. Yeah. He comes in, catches the ball, has both hands. It's in his, like, it's in his chest. It's in his man's stomach. Gets hit from behind. Pops the ball out. The ball literally comes right out. Merciless, one of their yeah linebackers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Turns around, and the ball's just there. Literally the most perfect timing I've ever seen in my life. Turns around, the ball is literally in his face. It's in his chest. It would hit it. If he didn't see it, it would have bounced off his body. <coughs> Jeez. Catches it, takes it all the way back. John Smith tackles him, like, at the 10 or something. Defense can't stop him. So, 14-point swing. Boom. They score a touchdown. It's 7 nothing. So we should be up ten to nothing because he should have caught that. He should have held on to the ball. Yeah. We should be up ten nothing because we should have made the field goal and he should have held the ball. And instead we're down seven nothing. Oh, seventeen point swing. So then we can't do anything for the rest of the half. They score another touchdown. Come out in the second half. Um. Ooh, right before the half, you said something about going for it. We get down and we're on like the thirty-seven yard line. Offense stalls again. Um. And we bring out the punters. This is an obvious fake punt situation. Yeah. Last week, we seen the Saints try to get a pass and interference call, and the refs came out. Everyone came out and said they would not call pass and interference on the punt, pretty much. Yeah. We did a fake punt pass, and then Mike Vrabel came out after the game and said, we were trying to get a pass and interference call. What? We seen last week that it's not going to work. Yeah, they're All not game, calling they it. They had not been calling anything. The refs did not call nothing. They were letting they were letting the people play. Like they were bad. Just like blatant no calls. Like I've got Khalif Raymond being held by the back here as he's running his route. Didn't call it. I've got Tremaine Brock, that guy our cornerback, blew a dude up on a play. They didn't call it. Just hit the guy, just blew him up. Yeah. Should have been called. Um they called a unnecessary roughness. One of our guys got – he caught the ball, turned around, got hit. Awesome, beautiful hit in the shoulder, all shoulder. They called unnecessary roughness on it. Ooh. A lot of bad calls. So, they didn't call the pass interference because we – you know, we got Dane Crookshank, like our backup safety running down the field. Our punter throws him the ball. They don't call pass interference – because it was obvious, so the dude didn't really interfere with him enough for them to call it. He kind of did, but they're not going to call it unless it's, like, super insanely blatant, I'm assuming. Sure, sure, sure. And even if it is, it's on punt, so they're not going to call it. So instead of just bringing out Brian Tannehill and letting him, you know, let the real offense try to get 10 yards, 
Yeah, they try regular. We try and did. We trying to get cute. They're going for a two percent chance play. Yeah, yeah we're so instead <coughs> of instead of like if you want to get the pass interference call, do it with a real quarterback and wide receiver. Don't do it with your punter and your safety. Yeah, streaks all go. Just let them go down the field, jump for it. Maybe you get a call. Maybe maybe he catches the ball. Right. Come back out after halftime. We get the ball first. We go down. We score on fourth and like inches on the goal line. We do a fake handoff. Ryan Tannehill runs it in. Um, seven fourteen. Deshaun Watson drives all the way down the field, gets inside the ten, throws the ball. It gets batted at the line. We pick it off. Uh, we go down the field and score. Fourteen fourteen. Deshaun Watson instantly goes down and scores. They answer. And then the Titans' offense can't score. Three and out, boom. They go on a long drive, run all kinds of time off the clock, kick a field goal. They're up by 10 with, like, three minutes left. We go down and score a touchdown in a minute, and then they – we didn't get the onside kick, so. Oh. Yeah, by the way, that onside kick was just kind of – I was watching that game, at least in the fourth quarter, I was able to – Kickoff specialist, Jackson. He's a kickoff specialist. That was the poorest attempt at an onside kick I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Kickoff specialist. He kicked it right, right. to the guy. Specialist. Shouldn't have even been an onside kick situation. Specialist. That's all I got to say. That's bad. <coughs> That's so, really bad. So that whole thing. That whole thing was bad. But from the depths of depression, we rise and we enter the world of take it or leave it, where Mr. Jackson is actually hosting it this week. I did the, not come up with questions for him. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's basically kind of the situation. What happened is again, Lucas was on a trip and he was on a little. Uh, you know, just a little trip for um for his birthday. And so I thought I would come up with the topics. I thought I would come up with the take it or leave it. And this is a special thing for me because Lucas always comes up with take it or leave it, and he always doesn't, doesn't tell me what's going on or what's happening. So this time we get to throw him under the spotlight, and I came up with some take it or leave it, and he's doing some back and forth things on the YouTube right now that you guys can see. He's sliding back and forth on his chair. All right, so Mr. Lucas, for your birthday, you ready for take it or leave it, baby? All right, let's get it. I'm super excited for Take It or Leave It. I hope your questions are as good or better than mine. Well, probably not because you have a higher IQ than me, but I'm going to try. All right, Take It or Leave It, Mr. Lucas. Josh Gordon's NFL career is over. Uh, I'm going to leave it just because he is just a good athlete, and he's better than what? What? You think his career is over? Yes. I don't think it's over. He's been suspended again. It's whatever. The NFL needs wide receivers that are as good as him because you can, like the way he is with how good he is, you can get his <coughs> level of talent for a super cheap value because of what he's done. And someone's going to take a chance. There's going to be a yeah. team AK that Seattle. will do it. Okay, yeah. I'm going to take it. always going to be a team. I'm going to take it because this is his fifth straight suspension uh, involving performance-enhancing substances. And I feel like uh, five five times is a bit much. Yes, Mr. Lucas. Well, it's, it's been for weed all the other times, right? Um, I'm, I just, for, yeah. It's been for substance abuse, but this time it was for performance-enhancing drugs and substance abuse. He got oh, hit okay. He got hit with both. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's your fifth time, and they they uh, suspended him pen, uh, indefinitely. So he like he has to, of course, go to the commissioner, and they, they have to let him back in, kind of like a Miles Garrett situation. If they let him in, he'll get picked up. Oh, yeah, yeah, if they let him in. That's why I'm saying I think his career's over because I don't think he'll get back let back in. I think he will just because it's weed. I you know, I hope he gets he back know, he, I hope he gets he, back in, I'm just saying. 
he can say that like he's taking supplements, didn't know, same thing, you know, didn't know that that stuff was in it. Same thing with uh, Taylor the One, and then the whole weed thing, super common. But you know, yeah. in the words of Stephen A. Smith, you gotta stay off the, the weed. weed. All right, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You are a professional athlete being paid a crazy amount of money, and you are willing to forfeit that because marijuana. <laughs> because marijuana. All right, Mr. Lucas, take it or leave it. The Chiefs have the best chance to knock out the Ravens. I am leaving it. I don't think the Chiefs will make it to the Ravens. Really? Right. Um. The Chiefs are going to lose either the wild card round or the first like round of the playoffs, whatever. Right. First I'm, second. I, I mean, like in the AFC. So, like, they have a better chance than the Patriots. Oh. So, like, out of – I thought you meant in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, um, so I, I, fra- of, like, I phrased that question all, poorly. But out in the, so a- out in the AFC, AFC out of all the AFC teams, they, are the, they have the best chance to knock off the Ravens. I'm still going to leave it. Really? I don't think they match up well with the Ravens. The Ravens have an excellent run attack, mm-hmm. and I think the Chiefs have not been that amazing against that. They haven't. And also, it takes the ball away from him. And so, taking the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, putting it in your hands, like, what am I saying? I'm going way against what I just said. I'm saying <laughs> the opposite of what I'm saying. They would beat him. You're you're basically saying so the Ravens would beat the Chiefs by playing keep away by having an effective running attack. They're going to control the time of possession and they're going to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, limiting his ability to score quickly. I'm sorry, my window sees. I have a huge window right here. Someone's coming up my driveway and it freaked me out for a second. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a team that has a better chance to beat. To beat them than the Chiefs do. The Chiefs really do not match up against them well. Like I think the only other team I was thinking of was maybe the Patriots. Um, I don't think the Texans match up well against them. I'm not sure about the Titans. Maybe the Titans have the better chance. Um, just because I feel like their defense could step up, and they have the offensive firepower to do it. My my reason why I'm not going with New England here is because I don't think they have the offensive firepower to stay on the field and keep the ball away from Lamar Jackson or to score quickly. Yeah, but their defense is good, though. Their defense is incredible. And it the coaching mind of Bill Belichick after he's already seen you. That's a good I, point. I think i got to go with the Patriots, honestly. Okay. Okay. I was going to take it because I don't I don't really see a whole other, like a big contender in the AFC other than the Patriots, and I just felt like – I understand where you're coming from, though. Because I feel like they're going to have a better defensive stand against Lamar Jackson the second time around. I just don't know that they're going to be able to score a whole lot of points. But maybe they won't have to. Maybe they'll create enough turnovers. I think the Bills to have a better be. chance of beating them. Sorry to interrupt you. I think the Bills really? have a better chance than the Chiefs do. Interesting. Very interesting. We'll probably we'll, we might see that matchup. Ravens versus Bills second round. It's a good thing could happen. <coughs> okay, Mr. Lucas, take it or leave it. Eli Manning is a first ballot Hall of Famer. I gotta leave it. I think he'll make the Hall of Fame. Really? He won't, he won't on the first. Really? I say take it. I think he's a two-time Super Bowl MVP, and you take it. There's, there's too many. Excuse me. There's too many doubters. People doubt his 
I think he should go in for what he's done in the playoffs for his two runs to go beat Tom Brady. But there's also people that look at him and say, like, you've had more losing seasons than you have winning seasons. Yeah, he's at a, he's at a 500 career You're, record right now. He's, he's even. back at 500. He's back he at 500. Yeah. yeah. And he's about to play <clears throat> some more games, I believe. We don't know how that's going to go. Yeah. I say take I mean, it because I th- I think he's done enough in the in the postseason. And although, albeit you've seen a decline in his play over the last three to four years, I still think his career should speak for itself. Especially when you talk about quarterbacks. If you have more than a couple rings, more than one ring, it's pretty easy to get in the first time. Yeah, but you got people like Stephen <coughs> A. Smith that like really disagree with him going in. You know, like... He doesn't think he should be in the fall at all? He thinks he will be in there, but he doesn't think he should be. Okay. That's super interesting to me. Okay, I, I say take it. I think I he think, should be I in. think he should be, and I think he will be. And Just not first? I'm 100% okay with him going in at first, but I don't think he will. Okay. Fair too, enough. Too many doubters. Too many doubters. Fair enough. Uh, take it or leave it, Mr. Lucas. The Baltimore Ravens are the clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl. Leave it. I don't think you can be a clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl if you do not have a dominant passing quarterback. That could change. Okay. But (coughs) if you take the ability to run away from Lamar Jackson, which has proved impossible all year for anyone to do, if a defense can find a way to do it, then I think they just shut him down. Although we have seen his passing has been better this year than last year. Sure. Um. But I think to win a Super Bowl, you have to have a elite passing quarterback. That, that might change with this yeah, year. Yeah, you got to be dual threat. I think I think there's too many or two dimensional. Excuse me. Right. I think there's too many, um, too many good defenses. Yeah. For him to go against. Too I'm gonna coaches. I'm gonna leave it as well. I think the field is is, is too big this year. I feel like there are probably. Four to five teams, I could say that okay, I think they can win the Super Bowl, right? And not all of them come from the AFC, right? I think the NFC is completely stacked, right? I think about the I think about the Forty Niners, think about the Saints. I think I don't think the Packers are a legitimate threat late, but no, um, Seattle, Seattle, I think about them as a, as, as a potential threat for sure. I definitely think Baltimore's there. I think New England is always somehow they're always there. The Chiefs could possibly make a run. I just think the field's too big to say they're a clear cut favorite now. Lamar Jackson's a clear-cut MVP. I think he solidified that this last week, but that doesn't mean they're the clear-cut favorites for the Super Bowl. Okay, my last Sorry, one. Real quick. Sorry. You're real good. Quick. What about the 49ers losing? To Atlanta? They're they're in the race for the one seed. Yes. Like, and this is – if they lose <laughs> against Seattle in two weeks, they're they're losing the – they're going to the wild card. They're going to be an incredibly overqualified five seed. And I'm telling you right now, the Cowboys, when we win the NFC East, we're just playing to lose first round. (laughs) Because we're going to either be playing an incredibly overqualified Seattle team at the five or an incredibly overqualified San Francisco team at the five, and neither of which sound great to me. I don't want to play against Nick Bosa. I don't want to play against Russell Wilson. I don't. I think you have a better chance of beating the 49ers. I think so too, just because I think we can make Jimmy G beat us, which he can definitely do. 
And I feel like our offense has enough firepower. It might be able to score twice against that defense. I don't know. It would be interesting. Score it, twice. That's, <laughs> we're, we're winning 14 to 13 this week. That's boys. how we'd have to win, dude. We can't get in a shootout with them because their defense is too good. They can cause too many turnovers. Nick Bose is too strong, bro. He's too strong. All right. My last take or leave it. This is tailored specifically to you, Mr. Lucas. Okay. Take or leave it. Ryan Tannehill deserves elite quarterback money. Top 10 QB money. I would have to see, like, who all's top 10 and stuff. Well, you think about top 10, like, in terms of top 10 paying right now, you got Matt Ryan. He's up there. Matt Stafford. Carson Wentz. Um, those are at least some of the higher paid ones. Kirk Cousins, uh, Breeze, Brady, okay. Rogers. I imagine Dak will be thrown in there with his payday. I think he should get like anywhere from twenty two to twenty five is kind of where I'm thinking. You know. Yeah. So not um, elite quarterback money because elite quarterback money right now is thirty plus. Right. Is the going rate? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. That's just what it is. Right. Um, the problem with the whole with the quarterback market is that non-elite quarterbacks like Jared Goff are getting paid. Yeah. Um, what's his face had a huge payday. Uh, Nick Wentz. Foles. Nick Foles. Wentz. Carson Wentz had a huge payday. I think that was super premature. Like, I think there's some people that don't really deserve it that are kind of up there in the elite pay. And then you've got elite quarterbacks that kind of take a pay cut, like Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. And so I definitely think uh, I think there's a chance that he will get up there just because of the demand and the going rate of quarterbacks now, but I don't think he deserves thirty. He doesn't. Plus. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I frankly, I don't think I don't think Dak. I can see. I would be super happy if Dak took twenty eight. He's not, but I would be super happy if he took twenty eight, because then that would let us fit some of the as people. As long as Tannehill's under thirty, I'm I'm okay. Yeah. I think you start paying quarterbacks 30 and above, and you just don't have a whole lot of wiggle room for the rest of your roster. Regardless of what the going rate is, you just can't fill out the rest of your roster enough. And you can't keep people, so then you can't you can't grow and develop yeah. a team. Look at the Los Angeles Rams. You got Jared Groff. Cool. You got Todd Gurley. Cool. But you lost most of your offensive line, and you lost key members of your team on defense. It takes it. out for one push, bro. NFL and football – it is the ultimate team sport. You need the ultimate team to win the Super Bowl. You're not going to win a Super Bowl by paying your quarterback, your one of your one guy, 140 million. Almost feel like it's a safe move. We're being safe, like we will overpay for a quarterback so that we have, we know we'll have decent years. We might not <coughs> yeah. win any Super Bowls, but we won't be well, terrible. And people are playing for security. They're paying for because. As you said many times, good quarterbacks like franchise quarterbacks are incredibly hard to come by. So when you think you have yours, you want to lock him up because you don't want to risk him going somewhere else. So I understand that, but I don't think quarterbacks are worth 30 plus million right now because I think that really hinders your ability to sign other guys. Yes, something's got to happen there. Tannehill's got to take a pay cut. Dak's got to take a pay cut. Dak really needs to take a pay cut. Mr. wouldn't accept 30 mil. Isn't that what it was? Yeah, he wouldn't accept 30. That's crazy. I know. I don't know anybody else that would say 
<laughs> hey, give me thirty million to do it. That'd be crazy. Although I'm nowhere near as talented. <laughs> Anyways, that does uh, take or leave it this week. Yeah. Like, What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it. You liked it? Okay. I try to come up with some decent questions. Like we might we might have to we might have to switch it up every once in a while like this. Um, but now that take it or leave it is done, Mr. Jackson, we gotta get into the recap. Oh yes, please hit me with the recap. I got destroyed. <laughs> Yo, dude, Jackson destroyed. Before me. the recap, dude, I should have picked the Cardinals. I knew it. I knew it. But I, but but Lucas does this to me, man. He does this reverse psychology thing on me where I think he's baiting me, and then so me trying to psych myself out of it, saying no, don't take the bait. You know the Browns are going to win, but really you should just go with your gut instinct to pick the dang Cardinals because you know he's playing you. Lucas does this to me all the time. Who actually thought that the Cardinals were going to beat the Browns? No one. But I, I almost but I almost picked them just to spite you. And if I did, then I'd be up one more game. Real quick recap of last week's games, folks. Texans at the Titans. The Texans won. Real sad. Uh, the Cowboys beat the Rams. Woo! Yeah. Uh, the Bills beat the Steelers. The Packers beat the Bears. The Vikings beat the Chargers. The Cardinals beat the Browns. Boo! And the Chiefs defeated the Broncos, which we all kind of expected to happen. Um, so I went two and five. Ja- or no, 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 no. I went three and four. Jackson went five and two. I sure enough did. Went five and two this week. So the records are now I am 59 and 47, and Mr. Jackson is 62 and 44. But that's okay. Next week, I'm going to catch him on the flip side with all these college games, right? <laughs> he really is going to catch you with the college games. So no college games this week. We got one, We got to wait one more week. Um, until no, There ain't no teams worth talking about this week. That's the Kent, Kent we're State, we're not – yeah, no. So we added an extra um, NFL game. So, Mr. Lucas, your pick yes. for our first game. The Bills at the Patriots. Who you got? <clears throat> got my trusty pen here. Um, this is hard, honestly. This is tough. Um, I've got to go with the Patriots. Yeah. The Bills have a good defense. They're playing well right now. I think they can beat the Patriots. My problem is that I do not <coughs> believe in the Bills' offense. I watched them almost lose to the Steelers, who threw like five interceptions. Yeah. And we lost so I gotta the Bills. Go, I got to go. We missed five field goals that game. I feel you, man. We were disappointed on five. Thanksgiving. We missed five. I had to stuff my face with turkey four. and mashed potatoes to make myself feel better. Who you got, <laughs> I got the I got the Patriots. Only And a key factor for me is that it is in Foxborough. So I'm going to take the Patriots this first game. Next. The next game is the Rams at the 49ers. Uh, I'm picking the 49ers. The Rams are bad. Okay. I'm taking the 49ers, too. They're playing at home. They just got embarrassed against Atlanta. The fire has been lit in their belly. I think they're going to try and come out hot. I can't wait for that Week 17 game, Seattle, though, at uh, at San Francisco, because I think that's going to decide the division. I, I see people, and they're like, why are the why is the Titans Texans Week 17 game not being put on Sunday Night Football or something? It's because the Seattle 49ers game is on Sunday Night Football already. That's going to be or, an or incredible is, game. Or maybe it's going to be flat. Either, either <coughs> that's way, possible that's NFC. That's possible NFC Championship game right there too. Just throwing that out there. Facts. 
that would be an, that's going to be an incredible game to watch next week. Um, okay, so we're both in agreement. 49ers. Um, number three game, the Cowboys travel to Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. I, of course, am taking my boys. Uh, I, know, I think also, I know what you're going to say. Oh, okay. I'm also going to go with the boys. I thought he was about to go, Jackson, fly, Eagles, fly. I'll tell you, cry, Eagles, cry. I'm done with them. They're so bad. They're so bad. They're banged Jackson. up. They're they're bad. We really should so win this. Bad. My division is terrible. It is really, really bad. And we are primed to take over that division for the next several years if we do it right. But we got to put something together. Keep everyone. Get that no. idea out of your head. The cap no, is destroying not. you. You know yeah. whose idea it was? <coughs> Who was one of the front runners to come up with the cap? Mr. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that just poetic? Create our own I problems. Love <laughs> I love it. All right, so we're in agreement. Cowboys then. Okay. Uh, next game I have is the New Orleans Saints travel to Nashville to take on the Titans. I, the Tennessee Titans are winning this game. We play up to everyone we play against. If it's the national champions of soccer, we would go out there and beat them. Okay? It doesn't matter. It's at home game. It's in Tennessee. Drew Brees just lit some people up. They're going to come in. Our fourth-string cornerback going to get an interception, and we're going to win a shootout against Drew Brees just because our defense will show up a little bit. I love the passion and I love the fire, but I'm going with the Saints in this one because I think they're going to – I think they really want to play for that two seed to have a, a for-sure home game in the playoffs. So I'm picking the Saints. Well, 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 they'll have a home really game no matter tough. what. But I, I really think Tampa. We don't have the the Houston game on here. I really think Tampa Bay is going to beat Houston. Well, we can add it. So I think the Titans are going to come out with a. Who, who's hosting that game? Chance. Houston or Tampa? We can add it. I think Tampa. Okay. So that could be our next one. Houston at at Tampa. I'm going to take Houston. Are we taking out any of the other games? We can just add it. it. We'll just add it. Okay. All right. I'll take Houston. Okay. I hate you. That's why you wanted to do it. (laughs) Because I'm going to pick different. Yeah. Okay. And I picked the Saints and you picked the Titans. Yeah. I'm I'm writing this all down. Okay. Cool. All right. Next game. Chiefs at the Bears. I think that's our Sunday night game next week. Or this coming up week. The Bears. You're pi- the Bears. You're going the Bears. The Bears. Give me Patrick Mahomes, boy. That dude loves playing in the snow. Apparently, man. Oh, I know we're picking different this next game. We have oh, Green Bay traveling to Minnesota. You're delusional, Jackson. <laughs> I'm taking that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, Lucas. Dalvin Cook's hurt. I think he's going to be out of this game. Jackson, do you realize that you just picked four away teams in a row? Did I really? Yeah, I did. I picked the Saints. I picked Houston. I picked the Chiefs. And now I'm picking the Packers. Oh, man. I must be crazy. You the Cowboys? That's five, actually. I did pick the Cowboys. You disgust me. <laughs> we this I think this is our most our the week where we disagree the most. It definitely is. Definitely is. 
All right, so Lucas is either going to overtake me this week or I'm going to solidify my lead and make it insurmountable. One of two things is going to happen. I, I got this. I'm coming back. The college games will solidify me <laughs> as champion, as master picker. All right? That's right. Oh, and by the way, just to update everybody, the Cardinals did win their fourth game this season, so I have won yet another bet against Lucas. What do you mean yet another bet? Well, I got that one. And what other ones did I bet this year? Well, the Redskins aren't making the playoffs. Has Kenny Stills hit 400 yards? We took the Redskins one away and we added it. We added Titan Super Bowl. Okay, so that one's still on the table. Has Kenny Stills hit 500 yards yet? I don't know about that yet. I won the (laughs) Chiefs Patrick Mahomes bet. You did win that one. So I've got a dub right now. I got a dub. I'm about to check. Uh. And I'm also going to get a dub on the Packers one. He hit 500 against He's the He's at 504. Titans. He hit it against the Titans. <laughs> yes, he did. He caught three passes. For 35 yards that he hit it. 35 yards. That is wild. 500 yards on the season. <sighs> well, then we just – we're then – we're 2-2 two <clears throat> two then, right? Yeah, because I won those two. We have to go back and look at your book and see where we're at total. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mahomes and – Packers D. Yeah. And then you got. I thought we took that one out. I don't know. Did we take? Did we take the Packers D? We might take the Packers. <coughs> and I, put in the Titans. I replace the Redskins for the Titans. We might have done something like that. We anyway. had to replace it with something else, though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll go back and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's all I got. You got anything else, Mister Lucas? Not just a. Uh, you know, super sorry to anyone that we didn't have an episode last week and stuff. Um, <coughs> Finals and our, the flu hit pretty bad. Yeah. Our next episode will be our Christmas episode. Should be a good one. We encourage everyone yeah, to show up for that. Especially to watch also, it on, on YouTube. Also, thoughts and comments on us potentially um, starting to stream these as well. Then you can come in live. Yeah. We'll stream it on Twitch. Um and you'll have the availability to come in and actually interact with us while we do it and ask us questions and stuff that we can do maybe in the beginning or at the end of the pod. We would love to. Like yeah, so give us your thoughts on that. Oh, we would love to do that. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching slash listening to this episode of Go For Two Podcast. You can find us where all podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify, and more. And be sure to watch us on YouTube.com slash Go2Podcast or tweet at us at Go2Podcast on Twitter. Give us your thoughts and comments down in the towel section down below. And feel free to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. I think that's it. going to be it for me and Mr. Lucas here in the studio. Thank you so much. And we love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.